Coming up on this episode of Bro, Do You Even Talk Pinball? We're going to discuss Haggis's pinball reveal of Fathom Revisited. We're also going to do a segment on haikus because we know everybody likes that. That's not even a joke. And then last but not least, we're going to review Doctor Who pinball. All that and more coming right up. Double Super Jackpot! <laughs> And now, the Hall & Oates of Pinball Podcasting, Nick Lane and Kevin Manny of Buffalo Pinball. Whoa, boom shakalaka! It's us. What's going on, everybody? It's another month, another uh, hot stream for you guys with the latest pinball news. Kevin Manny here. Nick Lane on the other end. What's going on, Nick? It, it's hot because Kevin says it's hot. It's a hot stream. You got to tell so. people it's hot. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. how are they going to know? I'm, t- I'm the cameraman. Cameraman, you get a little pan on me? That's better. Thank <laughs> That's you. <right. laughs> what's going on? We, we got vaccinated what? this month. Right. What is going next? Next week, I'll be uh, I'll I'll be ready to be released into the wild. Yeah, I was just talking to uh, our buddy Nick. We're gonna I'm gonna go out and play my first new pinball in a year plus. Yeah. Gonna go try Avengers. Out of, he's got he got into the in the pandemic. He got into the operating business and put a machine out there. So yeah, uh, I go play Avengers Pro. Looking forward to that. It'll be my first time playing that. Um, he's doing the Lord's work. He is. He is. So, um. Nick's gonna eventually come over and play some Guns N' Roses and some Heist. Yeah, soon. Man. Soon you're gonna see Nick and Kevin in the same room playing pinball together. What is going on? <laughs> What's that shit? <laughs> then eventually we're gonna do a bro show. Yeah, uh, maybe fun. soon. I mean, yeah. we're getting there. Like a couple of weeks away, maybe we'll we'll play some. Uh, we'll do a special bro show to uh, celebrate being vaccinated. So yeah. we're getting there, man. We're almost. We're almost there. I'm we just excited. need four vaccinated bros, and then we can do it. I think it's gonna That's be like- you, me, Martha jay we all got vaccinated like pretty much on the same yeah 48 hours yeah jeff might be vaccinated rob's vaccinated so oh, you know, we can yeah. we can have everybody everybody yeah, yeah you know, i know jeff's can... a little behind he's a couple weeks behind i think but he always is a little behind in life though isn't that right yep that's right <laughs> awesome listen to this well <laughs> uh here's the part everybody really waits for it's uh time to thank our partners i think it's time for me to do the read right go go ahead all right all right all right all right thank, kicking it off Pin Stadium, if you, if you didn't check it out, check out our recent stream that we did with the brand new Pin Stadium concert editions for Guns N' Roses. They're awesome because they integrate with the hot rails. So, you know, the, the rails that go down the side of the pinball machine, uh, you tap into those for, the, for the, uh, the pin stadiums and it brings the hot rails to the top, fills the whole play, play field with the light. It's really cool, really cool stuff. Uh, check them out. Uh, pinstadium.com, use coupon code BUFFALO to save 10%. The Mod Couple, if you want to mod your pinball machine, make it look great, check out themodcouplepinball.com. Flipping out, if you're looking to buy a new pinball machine, flip N out pinball, the letter N, flip N out pinball.com. Zach will take care of you. Uh, got all sorts of uh, brand new pinball machines. He takes machines in on trade, so you can get, uh, you can trade up to a newer game or buy a used one. Uh, check them out. Pinside, uh, Pinside went down last month, and we all re- realized how much we missed it when it wasn't around. So, if you, if you love Pinside, you miss Pinside when it was down, uh, make, a, make a donation, hook them up. It's a great resource. I was able to go on there uh, within the past uh, week or so and got some help on uh, fixing one of my games, which we'll talk about a little bit later. So 
Great stuff over there at Pinside.com. Jersey, Jack, Pinball, you know them, you love them. They make the greatest pinball machines, the most beautiful pinball machines, the most fun to play, the best machines for your house. Uh, I love them. I've got five of them now because I like them so much. JerseyJackPinball.com. Pinball EDU, if you want to win a brand new Stern Pinball Machine, visit PinballRaffle.org. Support Joe Saeed and his great inclusive arcade, Spinner's Pinball, with uh, your entry into the Pinball Raffle. You can win a brand new Stern Machine uh, that's currently in production. Community Beer Works, I just saw on uh, Facebook, they're making a comeback. They're remodeling. They're ready to come out of this pandemic, uh, kicking and screaming and roaring and all that fun stuff. Um, communitybeerworks.com if you're in Buffalo and you want to grab a beer head on over there Tilt Cycle uh, check out tiltcycle.com to get some awesome art for your pinball arcade your game room your living room wherever you want to put it uh, he takes old pinball parts he goes and he like dumpster dives for trash pinball parts and he turns them into amazing artwork so if you've seen the, the play field I've hang, hanging on my wall I've got a couple other pieces of, uh, of art that uh, have been transformed by um, Dan Burfield over at tiltcycle.com. Comment pinball. You want to make your pinball machines look great. Put LEDs in your inserts and your GI. Uh, update your old pinball machine. Make it look modern. Make it stand up with your, your guns and roses with the, uh, the hot rails and the pin stadiums. Go to uh, cometpinball.com. You can get kits, uh, full Comet uh, LED kits, or you can get individual bulbs. You can buy them in bulk. You, they've got the matrix system where you can add your own custom lighting to specific little parts of your pinball machines uh love their products check them out comment pinball the pinball mix pinballmix.com save 10 percent and a, get a free easter egg when you use coupon code uh buffalo at pinball mix you can take your tron and take it to the next level like mine or if you got a big buck hunter and you want to put i don't know what would you put on your big buck hunter i thought about it and i've got nothing he's got no. nothing <laughs> It's just going to stick with the song on there. Chat, chat's going to have to help us out with that. Show tunes. There you go. Show tunes on your big buck hunter. Course, you can do of it. Of course, Corn says show tunes. At, at pinballmix.com. And finally, Titan Pinball, uh, makers of silicone rings to replace the uh, rubber rings on your pinball machine. They hold up great. They look great. You can clean them up. Uh, they reduce the amount of dirt and and uh, and rubber garbage on your pinball playfields. Uh, That's important. It is. You don't want garbage on your, play, on your playfield. TitanPitball.com. Yeah. Use coupon code Buffalo to save ten percent on Titan competition rings, and also get some get a Titan mat. You can't use your coupon code on that, but uh, while you're you're getting it, you should you should definitely uh, get one of those because they're awesome. Boom. That's our. You part. did it, Kevin. Good job. All right, let's do some news. Here's the tip. Right. It's the latest Check pinball out, news. Man. Show hunt. It's on fire. Thank you, Tim. Uh, so up first is. Fathom is being re-released by Haggis Pinball. So if you've ever was wanted... this a rumor or like I, I mean, was this a rumor beforehand or was this a, a surprise to people? It was I, it was a surprise. I didn't know about it. Yeah, I hadn't heard a lot of uh, you know. Typically, there's rumor mill stuff where you know people are saying Mandalorian and and Godzilla oh, yeah. and Back to the Future. These are all definitely confirmed coming from Stern. Next, no, uh, didn't hear anything about that from. Uh, our friends over at Haggis, uh, they're redoing Bally's Fathom. Um, it is so they're doing two editions of this game. They're doing a classic edition and a mermaid edition. Classic edition is just like let's remake the original Bally Fathom uh, with updated art or you know updated mechanics and you know basically you want a brand new in box Fathom. That's that's the one you want to get. 
Um, they're also making a Mermaid Edition, which is limited to 250 machines. And that has the original Fathom plus an updated uh, 2.0 rule set. It's got some RGB. So the, the numeric displays on the back, they're full RGB. It also has um, apron where the instruction cards would go. There's LCD screens there. Uh, and then, so it's got a whole other rule set. It's got fancy art, uh, special trim. So if you're looking at the pictures on the stream, the ones you see in here are the... Uh, this is These are pictures of the uh, Mermaid Edition prototype. So very fancy. It's got this crazy art on the side that is reflective and looks cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like a Fathom, but brand new, which is cool, right? Um, the pricing is classic edition is 9500 australian dollars which comes out to about 7300 us dollars for the standard edition the classic edition and then the mermaid edition which is the, the version with the updated rules and all that fancy stuff is eleven thousand five hundred dollars australian or just under nine thousand dollars us so uh that's that's pricey for a fathom if you ask me what do you think well you've talked about fathom in general before as as i think you know you and i like the game uh, it's a fun game it's a great looking game and we would talk about like restored fathoms going for like five thousand dollars and i remember talking about it on the stream I, I talked about it on the podcast but it was like yeah i mean when you get into something like even just five thousand dollars for like a restored fathom and they're probably more than that right um it's just like you're all you get into this range where you're competing against like a new stern Right, that just offers a hell of a lot more in so many ways. So I think it's I think it's fantastic that Haggis is doing this. I think it's a, a, a smart move because it's it's a very well liked and respected game. I think for the average pinball buyer or the average person who's in a pinball and will buy pinball machines, I think it's just way too much for what you're getting. I, again, I don't think it. I don't think Haggis is doing anything wrong by this. They need to make money. They need to charge the appropriate price for to make this, but. It, it is like of no interest to me other than like, it's great that there's more fathoms out there. You know, at what price point would I be interested in? Well, you know, if there's a $4,000 fathom that I can buy, sure. That's, that's new because I I'm pricing it. Not what it, and, and that's probably not in the realm of reality, but I'm considering, look, you can get a, like a for $5,600, you can get a brand new Stern, which is usually there's a, a license to it, like a, a real, maybe expensive license assets. And then they've got to design the, um, the visuals. Now they're on the LCD you've got the soundtrack you've got more toys and mechs in the game all that stuff and you're like okay fifty six hundred dollars fathom is is missing all that right it's just a base, basic rules it's it's a long time ago for pinball we've come a long way doesn't mean it's not fun but you know the amount of the amount of mileage you're going to get out of it for the price doesn't add up so i think this is um this is great for the richie riches or the fathom super fans but for most of us and most of the people listening to this, it's it's great that there's more fathoms in the world, but it's not going to get my money, unfortunately. Yeah, I almost wonder if they priced it that way because they don't want to get a ton of orders. Because you know, coming into this game, they've they've so they've previously made Celts, which, to my knowledge, they've shipped exactly one Celts that went to Doctor John in Australia. So they've only built one production pinball machine. There's oh there, really? There's, there's more orders of that coming, but it got delayed okay. because of the pandemic and stuff like that. So it's not like they have a massive manufacturing facility or anything like that. So maybe it's a, it's like, sure. We can either, we can either make, you know, X number of dollars on, uh, you know, 
200 games if we price it higher, or we can make that same amount on, you know, 500 or 750 games if we price it lower, but then we're not really uh, tooled up for producing more. So we're going to, we're going to lose the number of sales, but maybe the, the overall uh, revenue that comes in is the same at, you know, if they just price it higher and ship a couple fewer. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I get that this is the number that they probably have to do to make it happen and the amount of volume that they could do. I think I'd be more excited if like Stern was doing this or what is it? Chicago gaming. Mm -hmm. And they found a way to make this. Uh, okay. Let's, let's even say $5,000, $5,000, you know, then I'm going, man, do I want to fathom for $5,000, a brand new fathom? Like maybe, you know, cause you know, they can do it for that price point, mm -hmm. right? Because of the investment, you know, that they can do it and still make some money. So then it becomes interesting, but as it is right now, you know, this, this does nothing for me, unfortunately. Yeah. I think that's the other interesting, you, you mentioned Chicago gaming. I think that's the other interesting point to bring up is, you know, they had been exclusively working with Chicago gaming on doing these remakes and now they're partnering up with another manufacturer. So there's not like an exclusivity there for uh, CGC that, you know, there's another company that's able to get these. Maybe, maybe they're just going to focus on the older licenses and do the classic ballets and CGC is going to do the more modern games. Who knows? Or maybe, maybe CGC is out of it and they're going to make their own new games from now on. Cause that's, there's a rumor that they're making a new game. So who knows? Um, so it's cool to see, the, these classic games that have this high demand, you know, um, ha uh, Fathom is one of these games that is just, like you've said, the, the, the price has gone through the roof on it. So it makes sense. Kind of like Medieval Madness when CGC did that one first. It was, it was a no-brainer for that to be the first game because it was so expensive. And actually, they were able to come in under what it was going for at the market price. So they, I think that came out at like eight grand and it was selling for around 10 at the time. So everybody was like, yep, let's go in. Let's get a brand new one for even less. So there was, it, it made a lot of sense. Um, but yeah. let's go. I wanted to jump back to uh, the, um, so the flyer has yeah. the game features and the, the model matrix. So the, the classic edition, you get uh cabinet mounted uh, 3.5 inch display for service menu. Full RGB LEDs, inserts, and general illumination. That's for both. Full seven, full RGB seven segment score displays on both. So you get the RGB to score displays on both. Uh, brush stainless steel, brush uh, trim and components on the classic. A single six inch speaker and the original 1981 rule set. So uh, those are classic edition. So exclusive. Mermaid Edition stuff is enhanced 2.0 rule set with new callouts and music, mirrored stainless steel trim, mirrored playfield components, custom five-speaker sound system, reflecto cab metallic reflective luminescent cabinet art, dual apron 6.8-inch LCD screens, and ambient below cabinet lighting. So there's some there's some nice upgrades. You know, you get get everything all uh, mirrored out and looking good. So. Um, there's a lot of a lot of collectors who uh, like that stuff, and they'll they're, they'll willingly pay the extra for it. So um, the other thing that so I listened to the podcast on Pinball Profile, and they so um, they the the folks from uh, Haggis were on there, and they were talking about how not only are they going to do Fathom, they're going to do four more Bally Classic games. So they have an agreement to do. Five total classic ballys. You can. This is this was weird to me. Like I would never do this, but obviously, again, this is not my. I am not the market for this. So you could, if you want to reserve, say 
number 25 for all five of these classic belly games you can pre-order them now fifteen hundred dollar deposit each and you'll be guaranteed to get be in on the run for the entire run five games they haven't announced what the other four games are and i don't know like if it's going to have 2.0 rules we haven't seen what the 2.0 rules are and i think they've pretty much sold out of the classic uh, the mermaid editions so like to throw like nine thousand dollars at a it's like cool i want the new rules like what if they stink <laughs> you know what if it's not fun right. you know um it'd be nice and this to is an unproven stream. company too you know what i mean like they yeah. have yet to prove themselves so you're, you're you're taking a risk yeah exactly i mean they they, they come across as being legit they're not out there like robert mueller saying sure. this is easy or anything like that you know they admit that it's hard first mentioned first yeah. mentioned first shitting on deep root well how how far are we into Sorry. this podcast we, there we, we go. made Good it job, like uh, almost 20 minutes so we did it all right um yeah so there's a lot of risk there and we've seen that with with pinball it's especially if you're gonna grab a five game classic ticket um they say the money goes in escrow and they'll never touch it and if the games don't come out you'll get your money back but you know you hand over money you never really know what's gonna happen to it so um if you got the money cool go for it they seem like good guys and and hopefully they yeah. can pull it off look um, I, I wish them well i think i think what they're doing for their business makes sense you know for, mm-hmm. for my interest um it's too bad unless not Let's let one day I just have more money than I know what to do with. If I was in that position, I, I and and the games worked and they're legit, I, I'd probably get one, right? I'm mm-hmm. not, that's not me. That's not most people. Uh, somebody brought up a good point, and I think it was in the VR gaming Discord. See how I, I did that? Um, that's the first VR comment. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and um, they were talking about it, and it might have been Ian Harwer. And he said, like, look, those classic ballets have a distinct feel to the flippers right like so this remake has to nail that it's got to feel like the most important thing on this i don't care what they put in the trim and, and whatever the 2.0 it's got to feel like a bally i should be able to step up to it and it's got to feel 100 it can't be like 95 percent because if i'm paying that kind of money for a remake that's what it is those bally the flippers there's mm-hmm. almost like a little delay on them compared they, they're they're distinct from the williams at the time they're way distinct from games today it's gotta fucking feel like that for it to be legit and real because that's the way you really interact with a pinball machine is the feel of it. I guarantee it's not gonna feel the same. It was running on totally different hardware, totally different modern hardware. Um and, and and to me it's like I don't care you've got a pretty looking nightlight fathom, but it's not I'd rather have a restored fathom, which I could probably get cheaper than the remake if it doesn't feel like the real thing. Yeah. Skip makes a good point. Will you be able to reliably tap pass because it's so critical on those Bally games being able to tap and you pass. have to do that if like that that fails like if they come out and you can't tap pass on it then it's a failure in my opinion yep plain and simple you did not recreate the game you've got the paint job you got the lights whatever it's not the same thing and that's yep. what you need to that's the most you're missing the most important thing and again you can get remakes on pre or, or, or restored ones deeper maybe than this right now so that's where i would put my money personally depends that's on the it. level of resource right if you get a high-end pin sure. to restore it's going to be more probably or if you get a like sure. a, just a, a a refresh a, a shop out a nice looking version with maybe a, a hard top or something like that then it'll be a little cheaper but you yeah. know chris the pinter asked if i got a zeppelin yeah i was never in on zeppelin but it, as he said he said he would get a zeppelin over fathom and i would too right like i mean if you're talking about where you spend money yeah 
So it, I, this is the this is the crowd that like buys the collector's edition games and the the top sure. level games. They just want to have the best of the best. It doesn't matter what it costs. It's a trophy too, right. more than I, any. It's I a trophy to... first and foremost, and that doesn't mean they don't love pinball and play pinball. But number one, trophy flexing. Number two is everything else, right? Yeah, exactly. And you know the the uh, CGC remakes they don't feel exactly the same as as the originals either. But I think it's less critical on a modern game. As long as you got good, strong flippers and you can make the shots, um, but it doesn't—it's not going to feel the same. It's different. It's different hardware. Sorry, <laughs> it's just not. Yeah, a different game. You don't have a fathom. Like right. you need to. Put, this is the fathom remake. Yeah, right? you got like, you got the new fathom. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's that's uh, fathom revisited. Looking forward to seeing more of that when they uh, start showing off the the updated rule sets and, and stuff like that. Hopefully, we'll see some streams soon. So, um, all right. Up next is. The big final heist. So since our last uh, podcast, Multimorphic released this massive update for heist, which I had I talked about a little bit last time, but I wasn't able to kind of talk freely about it because it hadn't been revealed yet. But I was helping play test it. So it brings in a whole different, a whole like second. I guess it's like the third act of the of the story, right? You bring in the the end where you actually like go in and you pull off the heist on Mister Big. So it's like a six um stage wizard mode where you uh all the characters you've collected throughout the standard gameplay you um and depending on how well you did they have special abilities that can help you along the way um and, and each one gets a stage you play through that it tells the the story of of pulling off the heist not mr big uh, really cool so i just highlighted the um 15 ball multi-ball so uh, i did a run through of the big final heist at the end of the big final heist is a 15 ball multi-ball. So sorry, Apollo 13, not the, not the most balls in a multi-ball anymore. Uh, that goes to heist. Uh, it does a really cool, um, state. So it doesn't just dump them all out at once. It drops them all one at a time. gives you about a second to fire them off. And then it's just like chaos and madness and keeping it going as long as you can to collect all the jackpots. Um, I had, so if you want to check that out, that's on our YouTube channel. Also on our Twitch channel, I highlighted it over there. Highly recommended. Do it. Th- I like this because it, it does. Uh, it does. This is only something you could pull off on the P3, right? Do, getting narrative, like storyline, telling a story on the screen, on the play field, um, and then the way the different um, modes work. They're all very specific to different features of the play, the P3, especially the, the cat burglar mode where you're avoiding the lasers and shooting the scoops. Really cool stuff. Great choreography throughout it. And then when, it, when it's loading up the 15 balls uh, behind the crane, you just, you just know it's about to go down. So um, kudos to, to Multimorphic for really putting the finishing touch on this. Uh, I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to seeing this. Nick hasn't played this yet. I've been talking yeah. about it for a year now almost. And uh, eventually, you know, soon he's going to get to play it. And I'm looking forward to seeing what his his thoughts are on this game once he finally gets to flip it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, man. Oh, I can't wait to hear Nick's thoughts. <laughs> maybe maybe next month. All right. Uh, so that's the big final heist. Check that out if you got a uh, if you got a multimorphic P3. All right. Um, other companies have, have issued a whole bunch of code updates, including the big Lebowski. Who the heck saw that coming? But they're up to 0.55 on Lebowski code which adds extra ball opportunities, bonus multipliers, nihilist, showdown, add a ball, and various other improvements in rules, diagnostics, animations, audio, and toys. Rick and Morty from Spooky Pinball has a new version, which adds the Goodbye Moon Men adventure uh, with additional settings and polish. JJP 
keeps going back and adding more uh, all of its games through the Wi-Fi Bluetooth functionality. So I installed that on Hobbit. They just did it for Waz. So I think that's everything except dialed in right now, which already had Bluetooth. Uh, but I don't think they've done the Wi-Fi for that yet. Um, and what what's cool isn't so they opened up the beta, um, the beta channel to everybody on Guns N' Roses, and then they issued an update that um, I forget the actual technical term for it, but it basically people have been putting those fans on their um, flipper coils because they've been getting warm, uh, and this is a software update to address that. So on uh, what game? On Guns N' Roses and a lot of a lot of, actually uh, Rick and Morty. Um, Skip had him on his Hobbit fans um, on the flipper coil, like they're yeah. overheating. Yeah, it's a cool. You know, it's a you know how flippers fade after a while. Yeah, I mean, I mean like I, I feel like when you say that, I think of uh, an all day tournament, and you're like an hour six out of eight, right? When it comes a thing, but are you, are you saying that it happens much sooner on some of these games? Yeah, it's after. So basically, if I was streaming, I don't know, if Guns and Roses or whatever, after an hour or so, you could tell the difference. Like the flippers were not as strong as they had been. Um, okay. So uh, Pin Monk was the one that was developing these flipper cooling fans. But if if, if uh, JJP can just issue code updates that that fix it, then that'll be great. Yeah. Uh, does it make the flippers weaker? No, it just it, like pulses them differently or something. Oh uh, yeah, that's the that's the real solution, right? I mean, that's uh, <laughs> let's yeah. do that. So yeah, let's just let's fix the problem instead of just. Uh, I mean, the, you might want to get the cooling fans anyways if you if you're running tournaments or whatever. But you know, yeah. flipper fade's been around forever. But like you said, it's usually yeah. a long, extensive play over a whole day of people pounding on a game. Yeah. So uh, that is um, JJP. Else, or yeah, not uh, Avengers Infinity Infinity Quest. Sorry, uh, added polish and bug fixes. That's version 1.01, and Led Zeppelin hit 1.0 which adds band boost, diamond record, improved choreography, and polish. So get out there and update your pinball machines. I will say the, the Wi-Fi updates make it so easy. <laughs> you, just, you push a couple buttons on your machine, and then it updates itself. It's so much nicer. So it's good to see yeah. them adding that to all their games. Welcome um, to sun, this century. Exactly, JJP. Hopefully everybody else jumps in. Um, my uh, my uh, um, JJP games can now mine Bitcoin. There you go. <laughs> Not Ethereum. While I, while I play. Not it, Ethereum. It, it, mines, it mines it quicker when, I, when you hit the flippers. <laughs> that's, that's right. You get multi-ball. That, that's the way to get uh, Nick playing his pinball machines even more. Yeah. Let's get some Bitcoin going. All right. Uh, next is... <laughs> Did you see... Have you seen this picture, Nick? <laughs> yeah, I kind of I love it. I think, it's, <laughs> I think it's amazing. Like, I looked at that, and I'm like, that's that's... That's perfect. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you like it? Do you, I love do you it. Have the I think same it's great. Thing? Yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah, we get and what we're talking about is 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 on the pinball hall of fame. It's just this white background on this huge exterior that just says pinball in red red letters. It's like, love it. It's like fucking sixty feet it. tall or something insane like that. It's crazy. It's huge. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I have a huge smile on my face because as someone who can appreciate marketing and right like what grabs attention and stuff and, and just like this this simplicity behind it mm -hmm. you know sometimes it's like the less is more right yep. oh I, I don't know if you can also say that's the last one it's so big but it, it's 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 stark it's huge it's hard to miss and uh it's pretty phenomenal leaves nothing to question this is uh so this is at the pinball hall of fame uh right on the las vegas strip now right by the the las vegas sign so it's gonna fit right in with all of the the gaudiness of, of vegas 
uh, and just it's sure. going to hit you over the head with it, and you're gonna you're gonna go by and you're gonna say they have pinball there <laughs> because that's yep. all it says. Uh, I love it. So the Pinball Hall of Fame recently reopened. They're on the on the strip now. Uh, got a bunch of games going in there. They had do, done a soft launch uh, to open it up, and now I think they're kind of getting into the full swing over there. So. If you're in Vegas and you want to play pinball, look for the massive pinball sign and go in there and play. So Do it. There you go. Up next, Pinball Brothers has shipped the first Alien. And this is a, a photo of, they posted this on Twitter a couple days ago, of a line of the Alien machines. There's an unboxing video on YouTube if you want to check it out. It's uh, the YouTube channel's Retro Sango. You can check that out over there. Um, and he walks you through the unboxing process. So as you know, we've talked about this before, a little bit different than the, um, highway pinball release, but same basic gameplay, you know, same, same layout, some slight tweaks to the play field. There's no screen in the play field anymore. And I think there's like an added magnet to help set up an over flipper shot and things like that. Uh, there's, there's a different ball lock mechanism too. I want to say, uh, I haven't been following alien super closely, but Hey, they're they're putting them together. They're shipping them uh, to be determined how well they hold up, how well they uh, support their games, all that stuff. It's you know a new manufacturer is always always a little bit of a. I, I hesitate a little bit to just throw a bunch of money at a brand new manufacturer, but um, you know they got They got to prove themselves. They have to have a little bit of a track record. I want other people to share their experiences with the game, but um, at least if you've played the the highway pinball version, you kind of know what you're getting into. Gameplay wise, it is a fun game. It's how uh, much is it, Kev? Do you know? Ah, uh, I don't remember. It wasn't. It's actually not that expensive. Maybe check and. Uh, Sorry, friend. James gonna buy one. I played. I played Careless Whisper by accident. There you go. Enjoy that. <laughs> Fumbling around on my. Uh, oh. There you go. Have some saxophone. Um, yeah, if anybody in chat knows how much they cost, uh, let us know. But yeah, I think they were like in the seventy-eight thousand dollars range. So. Not crazy. Yeah. So there you go. If you want a, if you want an alien, you've been, you've been pining for an alien. You can grab one now. Maybe. Uh, it was careless. Thank you. Spooky I mean, pinballs expanding. They're adding on to their uh, manufacturing facility out there in Benton, Wisconsin. So good to see some growth of the the uh, boutique. They're going to be less boutique soon. Uh, and they're going to be uh, more major, I think, if they keep keep at yeah. it like this. But are they going to jettison the uh, hot glue guns? <laughs> that, that means that that's when when they do that, then you'll know they've they've stepped it up to the the full big time, not yeah. boutique anymore. Well, seriously, congrats to that. I listen, I I I, I kid, but I, I say I respect the fact of their success, what they've been able to do, and you know they didn't come into pinball and shit on all the other manufacturers and pretend they got it all figured out. They got base hits right you know sometimes they're laying down a bunt but they uh this is why they're still around right like i'm not gonna i'm not i don't i'm not into their games per se because it, i'm not i don't want a boutique but they're they're surviving they're making games and they're making people happy so good on them and i, I wish them well in their progress yeah they're doing the the slow and steady growth right they're not coming out and hiring 30 designers and you know <laughs> You know, we don't need to get into the deeper thing yet, but you know, you know where I'm going with that. They're they're not they're not blowing uh, their, their their horn and saying you know we're the best. We're gonna uh, we're gonna revolutionize everything. We're gonna reinvent. Is it, everything. Is it blowing a horn or tooting a horn? Tooting, tooting their horn, blowing their whatever, doing their stuff. You know, 
You know how that goes. You know the saying. I, no, I know the saying. I'm just wondering <laughs> about you know what what the differentiation is. It can be whatever you want it to be. It's you know whatever. <laughs> this is All what right. I care about, Kevin. That's right. This is this is when it's a, another light news thing. I, I want to make these distinctions. Okay. <laughs> we'll let you, we'll let you <laughs> All right. That out. All right. All right. You're, you you want to move on? <laughs> I'm done. Uh, we talk about Pinside going down. Uh, that brings us to what everybody wants to get. That's what everybody tunes in for. It's your monthly deep root update, but it's not going to be monthly for a while. Uh, because... well, eventually, we're going to have no deep root updates because they're going to be out of business. But continue. All right. Let's uh, let's go over to here. <laughs> we didn't get this in the. Oh, I gotta. Get my windows out of the way here. Here we go. Okay. So this came out like right after our last podcast. And uh, we'll just we'll just do a read, a read along. Here we go. Dear Rosla customer. That's a retro atomic zombie adventure land if you're new. Hope all is well. As promised, we wanted to provide a timely update about where things are now. The latest we have from the lab is that the UL for the USA and Canada reports are being prepared. We have passed the SAA requirements and 95% of the CE requirements. While, the pro- while product safety have passed, the emissions and interface test metrics for the f- a few of the CE countries require additional modifications. We are still being told it will take four to five weeks for the final CE certification reports after our, our fixes pass the tests. The UL reports should be here in, herein in the next few weeks, which allow us to move forward on those machines. This is really difficult to read. Um, we continue to appreciate many of our vendors being able to timely get us quality parts to spec unfortunately some vendors are still having issues with global and regional supply chain disruptions we thank you again for your patience despite the past we don't want to be known as the company that customers can rely on for delays our entire team is very cognizant of that and we are working hard to be accountable for lead and timelines we are coming up on five months now since we opened up orders when our teams were confident they could delivery um, that's what it says. We could do, they could deliver you by February to March. We definitely are frustrated at our inability to follow through and overcome the internal and external obstacles. While some things are outside of our control, we understand the importance of delivery on the promises made. As such, it now doesn't make any sense to make more Raza machines than orders. Okay. With current lead times on certifications and parts, there will not be any significant updates in the next six weeks. Our goal is to update in mid-May... At that time, if games are not Im- imminently ready to start shipping, to offer some financial relief for the delays in the form of a return of store credit, discount of the Raza purchase, or allow customers to rescind Raza purchases for a refund with nominal interest. To those on this mail list that are not Raza customers but are waiting for surplus machines, we are so sorry that there will no longer be surplus machines. However, if some Raza customers decide to rescind their contracts, we will offer those first-come, first-served machines to the list for the original prices. Please do not contact us about this yet. We will only be able to provide an idea of availability closer to the end of May once purchasers decide if they want to rescind their purchase. Yeah, don't worry. No one's contacting you about these machines. <laughs> Nobody no wants, one wants this dumpster fire. So uh, t- what are the takeaways? Uh, it's going to be six weeks between updates now, so no update until May. Um, oh, that's going to hurt our content I know. for the show. We're going to have no update next month. They're well, kind of fucking us now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, what else? We got, they're not making any more than that. So before they were originally going to produce, you know, a few extra on top of the ones that they had ordered, but now they're not going to do that. Um, it's going to be another, 
again, this was the same line they had. It was four to five weeks after the certification was was passed, then it would be ready. Um, uh, that's pretty much it. Can't get parts. Don't have parts. Um, okay, there you go. You can get. Oh, and you can get uh, some sort of a refund if you want, or store credit, or a discount, or you can say you don't want your game anymore and get some some money back. I don't know. That's that's your Raza update. So more bad news. More, more of the same. More, more of the same. More yeah. more of rea- No, you know what it is. It's more of reality catching up with the bullshit rhetoric. That's all it is. It's true. It's, you, you can know, only, you coming, can only talk life, as you like as you said it before. Life comes at you pretty fast. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> so speaking of deep root, Nick had a little project he put together. Yeah. Well, let me put a disclaimer, Vic. You know, if you just you just kind of a newer viewer listener, and uh, you're like, guys, why do you keep on fucking talking about deep root shitting on them and making jokes? So you get a bunch of assholes, aren't you? Here's the deal. Uh, deep root came out three or four years ago pretending like they they had all the answers right they're like uh moses coming down from the mountain with the ten commandments they got it all figured out right like all the other manufacturers are stupid and they suck and they're gonna make the best pinball games ever they're gonna release 12 a year like all this bullshit and if they weren't so cocky and spewed and shit on all the other manufacturers then we wouldn't have this attitude but this is what's going on and i've been in on a game before that I almost lost a lot of money on. This was not with Raza. It was on uh, Lebowski. So this is a more, you know, learning segment that we will beat the drum every time to be very careful. And, you know, Deep Root is not going to be the last company that tries to start up and create pinball. So the lesson here is pinball is hard. Pinball is not easy. Uh, don't come out cocky. Get some base hits. Don't be a dick. Do what Haggis is doing. Haggis' base hits, they're, they're, they're being smart, right? Right. So we're going to hammer on that lesson because we're trying to help people out, both somebody who might want to start a company, but mostly the consumers thinking about being tempted to purchase a game that doesn't exist or believing bullshit rhetoric. So that's my uh, that's my kind of preamble. That's my my disclaimer, my warning. Uh, off to having some fun. So this my idea was to highlight this. This is not my idea. Um, that's true. This is highlighting our... our very talented viewers, followers. Uh, I, I think one thing that keeps this really going is the fact that we have an awesome community. Like we have a, a really, we, we're really lucky that I, I we're, I think we entertain people and inform them, but it, it comes back to us too in the way that our uh, viewers, fans, followers uh, um, engage with us. So, so thank you because they created, I don't know how this even got started, but at some point a month ago, there started appearing haikus about deep root in our discord so if you're not in discord go join that and interact with, with everybody but um i i'm just wanted i just i said to kevin let's bring this to light and share this on the podcast so maybe this is it's not gonna be like a regular episode but maybe i'll have a part two of the deep root haikus and i said maybe on deep root we finally have the funeral for that company we can honor them with some sarah mclaughlin soundtrack and read some haikus kind of deal so we're gonna kick this off um let me let me switch over here so what is a haiku? Uh, let me just read the brief definition so you understand the parameters that we're operating with. Uh, it's a Japanese poem of 17 syllables, three lines of five, seven, and five, traditionally evoking images of the natural world. Well, there's nothing natural about pinball, so we're going to forego that. The 
position, but this is going to follow the haiku format in terms of the the five the three lines of uh, five, seven, and five syllables. Now, I didn't go over it like a nerd with a fine tooth comb to see if he's violated that. So, if somebody wants to write to us, at, uh, uh, um, pinball at gmail.com, let us know. You can. I'm just I'm not going to give a shit, but you can. It's the option's yours. All right. So the way we're going to do this is I'll, I'll read, I'll read the person who wrote this and the one that Kevin will, will alternate. Sometimes people have multiple <laughs> ones in the row. I just pulled it by the way it was listed uh, yesterday in Discord. There were some really good ones from a month ago, but I didn't want to necessarily read them without permission. So again, maybe we'll highlight. I pulled a couple of them, but I'm just going by what was out yesterday. Okay, so this is from Wildcat. He's going to have a number of these. He'll pop up again. Uh, so Wildcat says, coronavirus, Suez Canal blocked by boat, bullshit excuses. Nice, nice. All right. So this is this next one's from Good Authority, a.k.a. Slappy. Uh, his goes, pointy lockdown bar? We can manufacture it. Oops, turns out we can't. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do I read his second one? Or you, you read, read the second one. one. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, this is his, uh, his second one. Update is coming. Oh boy, here comes the update. There is no update. <laughs> Again, these are all accurate and entertaining and a warning to everybody. Okay. Do a bad. Pinball is easy. New company with two games. Haggis, not deep root. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> That's a good one. Shit. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see Haggis sponsoring tournaments four years ago. Every home they needs a pinball. Some games. Every yeah. pinball needs a home, right? Uh, <laughs> good authority. Maybe next quarter, if by next quarter you mean not in this lifetime. Oh, shit. Brought in at Guns N' Roses, a machine that's actually manufactured and selling quite well. <laughs> also, you know, uh, I remember Deep Root was shitting on JJP. Uh -huh. You know, threw a bunch of shade at JJP and Stern, and yet they, they're cranking out machines left and right. They probably put out, between the two companies, 20 games since Deep Root went to the Oh, yeah. Yeah. 20 titles. So, yeah. All right. Wildcat again. He's, he's kind of crushing it. You'll see a lot of Wildcat. Uh, he, you could just see this kind of inspiration that he had because there's a number of them I'm going to read. Magic Girl warned us, J-Pop is a total hack. Bob, not much better. Mm -hmm. all, all joking aside, if we have learned anything, it's Octo bullshit. <laughs> What's the Octo? There's some reference to Octo. Remember his Octo manufacturing? Oh, just give a little background quickly for everybody because I kind of missed that. Joke. So I don't remember the ex exactly how it went, but... Uh... I think it was on This Week in Pinball. They had done an interview with Robert, and they asked him about, you know, do you have a manufacturing facility built? Uh, and, you know, <laughs> it, it was, you know, hyperbole to the max, where it was like, you don't need... At first, it was quad manufacturing. And then yeah. he's like, we don't, we don't need... We've, we've stuffed it up, and now we have octo manufacturing. And no context of, like, what that is or what that sure. entails. Sure. This is... This is this is how you know somebody's bullshitting in, in life in general, right? When they're just saying this kind of ridiculous shit and they, they have nothing to do for it. All right, so that's good. All right, continue with Wildcat. Um, but on the bright side, we don't have to sit through the Pinball Twins again. <laughs> What's the Pinball Twins? I'm missing some of these good jokes. <laughs> pinball Twins were at the uh, the Stern Circuit Finals. It was uh, the guy from Impractical Jokers and the one guy from... Uh, Kevin Smith's world. Oh, okay. they were just I'm glad I didn't have to deal with that. All right. And then the last one, I yeah, mean, there's more, I think there's more wildcat, but the last one in his segment, all things considered, the bar is now much lower below Thunderbirds. 
Oh shit. That's oh, pretty bad. Oh shit. It is pretty bad. It is pretty bad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is Rod. I hope Rod's here. I love Rod. Uh, what's his toast says they trapped Doc Ock and forced him to work on our manufacturing <laughs> floor. <laughs> <laughs> this is when they have the octopuses come in and start putting your pinball machine together. <laughs> <laughs> uh so Rod, fire and brimstone. Is there a pinball in heaven? No, because God ain't real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Please read my haikus as I'm the sixth buffalo. I love Wonk and Donks. You know what Wonk and Donks is? I don't know why. You, you gotta explain it's, a lot. It's another buffalo this, this meme. You're not. You're not in on the memes. We we even have. No, an, I'm, I'm not a huge meme guy, though. To be honest. Hang on, I'll put it in. Put it in the chat. There you go. Wonk the Donk. That's okay. uh, that's what you call it when you play uh, Willy Wonka pinball. It means you're Wonk okay. the Donk. Okay. All right. Poor NS pinball just wanted sexy Oompa death by toothpick. That's more, lost. I think that's like some inside baseball stuff that more, I'm missing. More, more Buffalo stuff, yeah. Buffalo Discord all right. for all your good uh, entertainment that's, purposes. That's for the hardcore. Yeah. All right. Attack says, hinges, raise your glass, toasting the pinball machines that will never be. Cheers. <laughs> I'm raising my glass. <laughs> Herney, that's Skip Natty. Hinges, raise your glass, toasting right, no, the pinball. Oh, no, it's oh, no. Uh, Herney says, uh, they said he's cuckoo, but now he just go QQ. Robert, he's so sad. What's QQ? That's <laughs> crying. Oh, oh, okay, that's good. I like that. All right, attack again. Updates did desist. Innovations have been ceased. Douche is eternal. <laughs> <laughs> I, like how, I like how he just hit, like, this comes out the end. You're like, okay, where's this going? And then boom. It's just like, <laughs> that's poetry. <laughs> Nailed it. All right, do you think right now we're the most hated podcast? But I mean, like, everybody shits on Deep Room, I'm guessing. I don't listen to Pinball Podcast, but I'm guessing this is nothing new. Do you think we've, we, we're, like, number one? We got to be, right? We gotta, I, we're trying to be number one in that. Like, there needs to be a word category for uh, the biggest shitters of Deep Room, the podcast. I and mean, fucking get that. You know, there's no justice in the world if you don't. All right, this is uh, also attack. Uh, dozens of titles ready at launch, said Robert, forever alone. <laughs> I like this one from Herney. Uh, Skip, he says, if pinball I seek, to Texas I must retreat, buying a P3. <laughs> there's, there's, there's one manufacturer in Texas that's building machines. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yep. All right, good authority. Rise up for grabs. No, not the pinball machine, the civil lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, another one from Wildcat. <laughs> making great content, way easier for podcasts than making pinball. It's true. If there's one th- thing that uh, that uh, deeper is being it for, it's content. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it is we we. This probably there's hours of content that they generated for us. So so thank, thank you. you guys. They really got thank us you. through this uh, the lull of the pandemic. Thank you for the <laughs> millions of dollars you sunk in, so that we can just talk nonsense and make like two bucks. But thank you. That's great. <laughs> thank you. I'll take it. Something money's got to go somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Good authority. Deep root refund check. Sorry, we lied to you all. Just kidding. Get wrecked. <laughs> Haiku uh, from Wildcat. Haiku's on Discord, giving us more enjoyment than deeper games can. And truth is, man, mm-hmm. Wildcat, Wildcat just speaks the truth. Yeah. A good authority. Never forget that Deeper's first logo was a ball gag in the butt cheeks. <laughs> True. It was. And another one from it. Hashtag innovate. Hashtag pinball is easy. Hashtag business fraud. All right, and then we got a couple of our own to wrap it up here. We get, yeah, we're wrapping up of our own. There we go. Kevin, take All yours right, away. So here's mine. Coronavirus. 
didn't stop other makers, killed Deep Root Pinball. Convenient excuse. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. the thing though, that's going to get them. They're already big. Oh, we would have we would have brought to the world the best pinball machines ever. But you know this this uh, you know one in a hundred year event. Is, that's that's the reason. It's not uh, uh, poor planning. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So that's that's probably the best thing that's happened to them. <laughs> all right. Here's mine. I'm going to own all Deep Root games produced, which amounts to none. And ladies and gentlemen, and that's scene. your Deep Root haiku reading for the month. Uh, stay yeah. stay with us for the next update. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks right. everybody in Discord. Uh, it was a good time. And, yeah, you guys uh, crushed it. Some levity for all of our our uh, our days when we're tr- supposed to be working, but instead we're doing haikus. So there you go. Mm-hmm. That brings us to our update. So first thing we should, I just want to uh, give a quick shout out. We did our 12 games in 12 hours marathon this month. Awesome support from the community. We gave away all sorts of good stuff: Buffalo pinball hats, uh, some JJP T-shirts. Uh, the Girl Geek won a uh, upper playfield, signed upper playfield from Guns N' Roses. She lives in Chicago, was able to go and uh, pick that oh. up, right, and get a little tour Congrats. of the facility. So, and she got to play GNR. So that, that was a win, win, win. Yeah. And um, let's see, uh, what else did we give away? The uh, Penn Stadiums, the Neo Penn Stadium. So uh, those that went to, I can't remember. I don't remember who won everything, but. Uh, everybody's received their gifts, their prizes. Thank you, you guys, so much for all the support we've had. This is by far the uh, the best month we've had as far as subscriber support. So uh, it's really, really been we, we've been able to unlock a, a bunch of new emotes. If you follow us on uh, on Twitch, you can spam uh, all sorts of fun new stuff in chat, like a UR. If you want to really, really get somebody good, if somebody says something, you can be just be like UR, right? Like Scribble did. And uh, there you go. So thank you so much. Uh, had a great day. There was a lot of me mountains consumed. Um, we got uh, – did Tuna get Portal? I think he did. He always gets Portal, so I'm sure he did. Uh, we played some Guns N' Roses, some Heist, Adams. Uh, lots, lots, good mix of machines. So hope you guys had fun, and, and thank you again to your, for your support on that. Amen. Game room updates. I got, I got a couple. So I've been doing a lot of working on games this week in particular. Uh, I've become an expert on servos in pinball machines. I had uh, one of my spotlight servos on Guns N' Roses died. So uh, they sent me a new one, no charge, which is great, with very good instructions on how to replace it. Pretty straightforward. Uh, So basically it would go up and down, but not left and right. My left one, my right one works fine. Mm. Um, So I replaced the left and right servo. And now it's working good, and, and it moves all the way around like it should. Uh, the other one was on Heist, the the crane. So the first time I streamed the 15-ball the multi-ball, it just kind of um, – what would happen is the, the little arm would come – it's supposed to come down and stop after every ball. So, like, pause the ball, uh, release one, pause, release, pause, release. And what would happen is it would, it would release one, and then it would, like, hit the next one on the top, and then it would just – it would move up and just stay up, and then all the balls – came dumping down so it needed a new what they call a horn on the on the servo just basically it's this plastic gear that you take off put the new gear on put the arm back on there uh did a little loctite on the screw and it was good you you know i streamed it yesterday so everybody could see what it's really supposed to look like um was it a pain to replace the servos no they um both uh jjp and uh multimorphic had really good instructions on how to uh, replace them so if you're if you're somewhat you know oh good with with uh, mechanical things you'll have no problem 
uh, swapping it out if that's something you need to do. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, Hobbit. So I talked in the uh, ad read about getting some help for my Hobbit. So my lights have been locking up on Hobbit. And I thought I had it figured out at one point by replacing a, one of the – so under the play field, there's the big bag board, which they call it kind of like tells all the little uh, sub boards uh, what to light up and when. Um, and then I had replaced one of the, the breakout boards, RGB breakout boards. And it had worked for a while, and then it eventually started uh, locking up again. So I did some troubleshooting. So I was like, okay, the second board is bad. Let me get a new one. And then eventually that one stopped working too. And I was like, something's killing these boards. Something's going on, like making these lock up like this. So uh, I'd been thinking about it forever. And I was like, I need to just go and post on Pinside and see who else is having these problems. If anybody else is having this problem, and maybe somebody can help me. And <laughs> what was funny was I had like five pe different people either DM me or post in the thread saying, oh, I had this exact same problem and this is what fixed it. But it was like five different solutions <laughs> that fixed the problem. So um, I tried a couple of them. I, I replaced, or no, I swapped the USB cable to a different USB port. I had already swapped that cable out. It didn't, um, I don't think that made a difference, but I put it in a different port just to, just to try it. I reseated connectors on the power um, on the computer in the bottom of the cabinet. Um, Lior from Lior's Mod said he, that's what he had done to fix his. And then uh, RLM, a uh, viewer of ours, said, it's probably the smog mouth. Like, if you have it closed too much, it binds up, and then it sends a bunch of power back to the boards, which it ends up locking out the boards. So I'm suspecting that's what it is. So I, I changed – I disconnected smog and played a bunch of games without him connected. So he would, wouldn't turn left or right or open his mouth or anything like that. That ended up being good. I played, you know, a couple hours worth of games with it like that. And then I slowly plugged things back in, so I plugged in his LEDs. It played fine like that. I ended up plugging back in his motors, and then I adjusted the values on his mouth so it doesn't close quite as tight and doesn't open as much, so he, there's not as much movement in his mouth. And uh, it seems to be working. So if, if you have a Hobbit, and I know a lot of folks seem to have this problem with that, um, I'm guessing it's tied to the, the um, Smaug mouth. But that was just what worked for me. So it's... If you're at home and you're going, ah, it's locking up. I wish I knew how to fix it. Give that a try. Maybe it'll help help you guys out as well. So um, that was the extent of my fixes. And then I also, so today I asked Nick, uh, can we postpone the, the podcast? Because uh, I wanted to buy this thing. We're gonna get, you know how Nick likes to get into VR? We're going to get into retro gaming nerd territory here. With, I'll see you guys. <laughs> with a, uh, break. It's a device called the RetroTink 5X. Basically... To, uh, to cut it, cut to the chase. It takes your old uh, video game consoles and makes them look really good on your TV, your modern 4K TV or, or flat screen TV. So uh, I got one of these devices. They went on sale at noon today, and they were sold out in like seven minutes. So, so I was like, let's just let me let, let's just postpone the podcast so I can get this. I got three new Jaguar games coming this week. I wanted to have it for that, so everything looks great when I play those. So um, yeah, that was fine. I was able to like, grab one and looking forward to getting that. I, apparently, they got them in stock. And they're going to start shipping immediately. So imagine that you buy a product and it ships immediately. You don't have to wait like a year when you buy a pinball machine sometimes. So uh, there you go. Those are my game room updates. It was funny. Like um, I was, I was thinking about this the other day. Like <clears throat> I'm not into retro stuff at all, like period. But there's a lot of people who are like into retro stuff, but I'm into like future stuff. Like mm -hmm. I need like to look forward and get in early on, on stuff. That's why I think like I gravitate towards VR 
and 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 no retro like you and i are like opposite with that i think yeah yeah like i like modern gaming too but i also so when i play retro stuff a lot of like i'm getting new games for my old system so it's not like i'm yeah i'm just replaying old games uh that's what's cool about the jaguar is that there's like this whole homebrew community that makes new games um so i, re- I find that really interesting to, to for these yeah. like home homebrew developers and I don't know it's it reminds me of the P3 in that way too like there's anybody can make a game for it it's like this platform that you know you can just kind of like do whatever you want and get creative and try new things so I, I find that interesting obviously the games aren't as immersive or uh uh involved as a, as a modern game but uh, yeah I enjoy it's, both it, yeah no it's just interesting I don't I don't have that like mindset at all it's it's uh, I'm just I, I just lack that in like my personality right like yeah. personality type kind of deal yep for um sure. So, yeah, my my updates. I I wrote this in uh, Discord and stuff. I I stopped doing. I I love doing the um, Friday at noon lunchtime streams. And the cool thing is that that's like to me that's like a permanent thing. That's like my permanent time slot now, uh, because the way my office is working, I will be able to continue working from home like half the month or roughly half the month, even when things go back to normal. So I can do that. And I, I I've got a lot of energy at that time. It's a nice break from work, but. I had to stop doing that because my, my back is fucked up. Um, I think I've got sciatic nerve pain or sciatica and it's, it's been bothering me for a while and it just hit like a, like a a fever pitch um, within the last month. Like I was telling Kevin earlier before we started the podcast, I've been trying to do some stretching and and some exercises for it. And I was like down on the ground maybe a week or two ago. And I was in such a position that I was just like howling out in pain anywhere I moved and I was just, it was like doing a puzzle. Like, how can I get up from the ground? Like, I, I, I was worried I couldn't. It's like grabbing the chair and pulling myself up in a pain that, in a way that didn't hurt. So pinball's tough because um, standing hurts a lot. So I've had to kind of stop playing a lot of VR. Um, and I, you know, I, I can't play pinball without like even just nudging, moving the machine and like a lot of like hit movements and throwing your body into it. Uh, so that's been bad and I'm trying to, I'm trying to heal up and get better. And I, I think I'm making some progress. So, um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping in a few weeks to resume that. I mean, I'm hoping like the end of May I get better cause I want to get out and golf and do all that fun stuff. So I just wanted to update on that. So yeah, no real game room updates. I still got games that need to be fixed. I'm looking forward to, you know, like, I guess with the vaccine, I can maybe get a pinball repair person over. I can't even hold a play field up because I think that bad for my back. So I, I just got to take it slow. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because I, I think we're starting to come out from all this and get back to normal. And as we get back to normal, my excitement for pinball goes up because it is a social thing to about the community. Um, other than that, I mean, I've been I've been playing some Killer Queen Black. I joined a Killer Queen Black League. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Hunt Showdown, things that I can sit down and play games. You know, that's that's kind of been where I'm at. Uh, VR. They asked me VR Yoga Nick. So. I used to do some yoga. I think yoga, I'm going to start doing yoga on a permanent basis. Once I'm, I'm, I'm better. I think some yoga things like stretching could actually make it worse and some could make it better. So I'm going to do that. Listen, take care of your back. I don't know how I messed it up. Who knows? I might've, I was swinging kettlebells around for a while. I've done it there. I, I don't know, but it sucks. I've never, I've never felt old in my life until my back got messed up. And then I felt like this must be what it feels like. Sucks um but yeah i'm gonna get i'm gonna i used to do yoga in my 20s i did it here and there in my 30s but it's it's that's the answer to me when i'm I'm better i'm gonna do it like you know several times a week that part of my routine do some dd diamond dallas page is gonna be (laughs) exactly diamond hands (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm, I know we'll, it'll get better. It'll get better. We'll be there. All right. Cool. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's the end of our gamer update. So it's, it's review time. And when it's review time, we gotta, we gotta play this. So here we go. Let's go. This month's review is Doctor Who. It's a 1992 Bally game with design by Barry Ausler, Bill Futzenreiter. Uh, they're the designers. Art by Linda Deal. Uh, Bill Futzenreiter did software. Sound by John Hay. And pricing, according to the current Pinside uh, price range, is about 3000 to about $3,500. And who knows, you know, with the pandemic, the prices have gone crazy. But uh, at least the, the Pinside pricing guide kind of gives us a, a go-to place to, to, to price these games. It may, it may be a little higher than that right now, but, um, so yeah, this is a little, little background on this and our, my personal experience with it. Um, this is a game, this was like, I think my second game, I think this is the second game I, I owned. I don't know. Anyways, it's the longest standing game in my collection. I still have one. It's, uh, over there in the corner. Uh, I've, I've recently done some uh, well, recently, like a year ago, I did the Comet LED kit on it. Uh, it's got the uh, GI OCD or an LED OCD on there, so the, the the lighting still looks great. We'll talk more about the lighting in a little bit. Um, we've uh, done it on the Bro Show a bunch. We had it on the front page of Twitch when it was Doctor Who Week or Doctor Who Month or whatever that was that one time. So it's a uh, it's uh, got a special place. I had never played it before I got mine. I it came up, I think I found it on Craigslist or something, and it was in New Jersey. And I did a road trip out to this doctor's house in New Jersey in, like, the mid-2010s. It was, like, you know, maybe 2014, 2015, something, about, something around there. And I picked this up, and it was funny at the time. I remember the guy saying, I, had, I have a basement full of all these games, and I just I – just, had to sell them now because they're they can't possibly go up any higher in price than what they are now when i got this from this guy and this game is like doubled in value since i got it from him so um pinball pricing is crazy but um this is doctor who nick yeah i remember yeah did you have or phil had a doctor who right oh yeah phil had the doctor who that was at reciprocal skateboards oh nice um and What's notable about that? It's too bad he sold it. I mean, it. And what's notable about that? I mean, Reciprocal Skateboards was an awesome place. For the record, in the, uh, but what's notable about that one is that uh, when Matt Smith, on the TV show Doctor Who, was the the current Doctor, he was down there playing it along with, um, God, I, I I'm so I'm blanking on the female actress's name was like his his partner or whatever but she was down there too and i mean she's gone on to just do a lot of stuff too these days but there's a there's a video online it's probably still on youtube he actually doctor who actually played that doctor who machine phil had it for a while i as a sort of i don't watch doctor who anymore i used to in the early 2010s or whatever but um it's kind of a nice history thing i kind of wish i owned that or bought that from phil and just had it so i could be like yeah this is the doctor who's played this game yeah i remember i remember that video now that you mentioned it i had forgotten his was the one that was in that game did he they signed it too right 
I don't think they signed it. No. That's the thing. Uh, That's okay. I mean, I mean, if they signed it, then it would have been like I would have I would have made moved heaven and earth probably to keep that one. But it's like without it signed, you sort of just have a story. Yeah. True. I mean, and, and you know the story, and that's all that matters, right? If you want to keep it as a keepsake, but uh, yeah, I kind of wish I had that in my collection. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's talk about art on Doctor Who. So uh, this is the backlash. It's this is a backlash that a lot of folks uh, replace for, but I kind of yeah. like the original. I t- so that for this uh, for this review, I actually took pictures of my own game. So the the pictures you're going to see of my of my games, uh, but I kind of like the original art. It's I don't know. I, for the most part, I prefer to keep my pins original with like art and sound and stuff like that. You know, rare occasions I'll I'll change stuff like that. But did you um, know that's not the original art? You know the backlash story? I don't. Well, I I think I I probably have heard this, but I don't remember it. So I want you to lay it on us. I I really wish I prepped for for this because I just I just remembered it as we're talking about it, right. So I read this probably like nine years ago, and I actually found the the link um i'll put it in chat for everybody so i'll put it there so you can check it out so i'm I'm not going to be able to give a detailed history but um you could see in that link what the original backlash was this this game used to be in kind of the other bally style cabinet and the backlash was different and for some reason from what i remember at some reason at the final hour they had to change the art so this is why the art kind of sucks on it it doesn't i don't think it looks that good i think the original backlash that was intended for this game looks much better. Oh, that's cool. I don't, I don't oh, yeah, know. It had the, the different back glass. Um, so yeah, it, uh, <clears throat> the, so it had like Gilligan's Island style back box, right? That's yeah, what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Where it has yeah. the, the art kind of surrounds the, the dot matrix display. And then there's the spears are right at the top. So that's cool. Yeah. I, I don't remember if I've seen this before, but it's got basically the doctor heads surrounding the doctor who logo, which was pretty cool. And then the, yeah, they had one on test location, I guess in that style. And that's when they had that other backlash, but I'll probably read the history after this again, because I, it was an interesting story. Uh, so I would encourage people to look it up, but yeah, that's, I, I think the art sucks on the backlash and that, and I think the story again is like, this is, they had to change it kind of the final hour. This is what you get. Yep. <laughs> sort of like a, it's like the world uh, poker tour story. I think that that backlash was changed in the final hour, and that's why you get a shitty backlash. Right? Yeah, this exactly. Is, well, how does this happen? Well, there's a story. The uh, the the reason why I wouldn't change this to like an alternate backlash is there's a lot of uh, flashers and, and and blinking lights in the back that so like the the Doctor Who logo like animates with the lights and things like that, and if you change it to a different art layout, then none of those lights um pair up where they're supposed to it's just going to be like weird random blinking lights instead of showing highlighting the art in the way that it was intended so that's why i wouldn't change it from this but i i obviously yeah seeing the original art is it's a lot better than than what you ended up getting on the production machine uh at least as far as the backlash is concerned um so here's the cabinet uh one thing to note on this game is if you're looking to buy one or you have one a lot of times the art will fade on the side. That was pretty common. I know we talked about this when we talked about fishtails. Um, the art fades on the side, especially the reds. So this one that I found the photo of, this one, this is the one photo that I didn't uh, take of my own machine because I couldn't get to the sides of it. Um, so yeah, mine, one of the sides, my left side is faded more than my right, and the front is pretty well faded on mine uh, with the reds, but the blues and the yellows end up, end up being good. So if you see a game and it looks this, sharp and with the reds it's either a really well-preserved original or it's uh it's more likely a re re um re-decaled uh art on the sides and and the front and stuff so um one thing to look out for when you're buying the game but 
yeah, it's just got like the Doctor Who logo and this like um, explosion look on the side with with stars and the, like a starburst effect on the side and in the front. Um, pretty cool. Pretty, you know, it was pretty common for that era to just have like a big logo on the side. You think of like Adam's family, um, you know, it just got, it's just got a big logo with some, some other, um, complimentary arts next to it. Um, what else? Here's the play field. I think the cabinet's good for what it's worth. Yeah. I, I mean, like the cabinet artwork gets the job done, right? It's not bad. It's not yeah. great. It gets the job done. So sometimes like the cabinet artwork can get so busy and you can throw a lot of shit on it. I think it's I think it's what it needs to be. Case. Yeah. I, considering you know at, at that time it was all you know these these went into arcades, so you had to you know for one it's going to go into a lineup and you're never going to see the side art for for in most instances. And maybe when the game first gets there, they put it on an end cap and you can um, you can see it from all sides and then it's like, Oh, that's a doctor who game. I'll go play that. And that's, you know, if it draws somebody over because of the name, then it's mission accomplished. Right. So here's the, here's the play field art. Um, it's got a, the, what's that guy? The master in the, in the middle there. He's kind of the, the Kevin the, Manny looking guy. Yeah. Uh, before I shaved my head, um, crossed arms with a cape on, um, bunch of daleks around him what i really like about the lower art on this is and you really notice this when you're streaming it when you look at it from the top down the the um, daleks on the slingshots uh, integrate perfectly with the art it's really well done um so it just looks like this row of, of daleks from the top and then you know it's got good good lines that kind of guide you to where you need to shoot the ball um the different different doctors all over the play field that point to their shots and we'll We'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to the the rules of the game, but the 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 doctors on the playfield correspond to how you play the game and and some of the the pre game selection and choices you have to make when you're playing this. Um, so that's the from the left side. There's from the right side um, a lot of yellows and blacks. Um, that's kind of the predominant color down around the uh, the flipper area, and then there's dark blues and. So it's not a super busy playfield. There's a lot of uh, you know areas of the playfield where it's just you know a dark blue with uh, some stars and stuff. So uh, it's not overly busy or cluttered. Lots of inserts. Um, you know, you got that whole grid of inserts in front of the uh, the time expander back there. Uh, but they, that's that's pretty much the art. What do you think about the art? Yeah, I like, I like the art in this game. Other, other than the back glass, I like the art. Yeah, that's good. Um, so that's let me jump back to our uh, our deal here. Uh, that's the art sound. Sound sound is where this game gets a lot of this game gets a lot of flack for its sound, especially for the screaming Daleks. People, especially if you it. don't know Doctor Who, it's like why is this game screaming at me so much? It's so good. If you like, if you know Doctor Who, it's so it's so good. But it's also like the the quality of the sound mm-hmm. right is it, sort of plays into the issue of it. It's very like a muddled like early digit digitalization of sound right in a pinball machine where it's like you know the 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 technology for the time that this came out with doesn't translate well into the game so it kind of gets muddled but it's also so bad it's good in some way yeah as obi 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 drunk kenobi says super rough voice over quality transfer and and that's what you get it's like you know it's just it's just sort of like muddled it deserves better yeah, it, it deserves also, better is what I'm trying to say. It also like the the so if you're playing through the video modes, like the deeper you get into the video modes, the louder the screaming gets. So I do like that. I miss that about pinball, man. <laughs> I, 
I like I missed I miss pinball amping up the sound during certain moments, right? That was like the I think now we do that with light shows. Mm-hmm. Like, but there were games back in the day that some games it's like I'm going to show that this is a, an important moment. Like, you know, I think like Twilight Zone, right? When you get the jackpot, how it just gets louder. Like, why did we forget? Why did we forget about that? I know maybe it's tough at a bar, or public location. People might hate that, but I think I think we can bring that back a little bit. You got you got to get the hype going when you're on or location. setting, like yeah. a setting, right? Mm-hmm. You should, this should be a setting. Put it like the default setting is like sound, louder sound, hype build mm-hmm. up, and let let us turn it off. But yeah, I digress. Di- um... Lord of the Rings does that too. Like during the multi balls, it gets really loud. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, get amp it up and let show off if you're doing well in the arcade or get you excited if you're playing at home. Uh, I like it. Uh, maybe maybe if you're not if you're next to the kids' bedroom and they're sleeping, maybe not so much. But yeah, if you got the option, then uh, there's yeah. that. So the music is uh, it's like a MIDI rendition of the Doctor Who song. Um, for the most part, I'm trying to think if there's different music in there, but. That's that's what stands out the most. Yeah, good good music, good theme. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, very good theme integration with this game. Very mm-hmm. very good theme integration. Uh, Low quality got... sound, but they also killed it by bringing in the uh, um, as Obi Wan Kenobi said, they they brought in the actors for. It. So, yeah, like yeah. they were doing a they were doing things right. It's just early, you know. It, it's limited by technology essentially. Yeah, it, for sure. And they were pushing it for what they were able to do for the time. They were like, like yeah, it, it does a good job of um, it. It taunts you. So uh, the, the there's a Dalek top around the top and it'll talk trash while it won't. It doesn't just scream exterminate. It's like, where is the doctor? And, you know, it's it, it it's kind of egging you on as you play. So I like that aspect of it. It's like the Black Knight sort of rage before uh, before he before he existed in his current form. Um and uh, the there is like a lot of vocal callouts and and guidance to what you should be doing or um, the 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 one really cool sound moment is the sonic boom when especially if you got a subwoofer hooked up to it so if you yeah. hit ten upper loops you about it sounds good yeah I got to hand it to it yeah. it does a big boom when you hit that tenth one and then you can do the yeah. the three ramp combo to to cash it out it's really good so it's got some it's got some good pinball sound moments in addition to the to the one moment that really that really gets on everybody's nerves. So if you can you can overlook that, or if you're a Doctor Who fan, you'll understand why it makes the sounds it makes. Right? It's just like the quality isn't there uh, as you would want it these days. Right. Um, toys. So uh, this game has one of the coolest toys in pinball. Mm-hmm. It's time the, the time expander. So you see it in the back of the of the machine here. But here's a close up. So it's a. Uh, in this, where is it? I don't have one with it down. I have no I don't so it starts out flat uh so it starts out level with the play field uh and you have to hit the two locks on either side in the back uh, once you hit those two locks it raises up to this level which you're seeing on the screen if you're watching the video which if you've played pinbot or uh you know um bride of pinbot or no uh, jackbot is the other one that has it pinbot or jackbot where it's got the bank of targets in the front and then the, the grid of lights in front of that you need to hit those targets to to light up the grid in front and then once you light up the grid, it raises up to the third level, which is these three scoops uh, with the Daleks on there. You want to ideally hit the the one in the middle for your maximum jackpot value. But once you hit that, um, then it's off to the races. You're off and, and playing multi-ball. So um, actually, it, the multi-ball starts and then it goes up because then uh, once once the uh, balls are, are in play, then you want to 
you want to cash it out. So, um, yeah, one of, one of the craziest mechanical devices in a pinball machine. Um, I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> you can't love this one, right? I think it's really cool, man. I mean, this is this is a real to- interactive toy. Like, this is how you do it. It really is. And there's a there's there's a warning. I, I took a picture of this when uh, when I had the glass off taking pictures. So if you have the glass off and you uh, turn the machine on, it'll issue this warning that the mini playfield will crush your fingers. There's no. It won't stop if it's going down and it's decapitated fingers. Yeah, it'll. Uh, it's gonna God. just crush your fingers. So painful just fucking thinking about it. Yeah. So word of warning: if you're uh, working on your Doctor Who, turn the turn the power off before you start yeah. playing with the mini playfield. For the love of God, don't decapitate your fingers, <laughs> it, please. It's it's not gonna Thank stop you. if you stick your finger in there. It's just gonna keep yeah. going. So yeah. there you go. Keep hands away. From, and it yells at you too. It's like keep hands away from mini playfield. See manual title page for more information. Now you can't sue us. That's right. <laughs> we warned you. Ba-doo-doop. And there's all sorts of uh, so it's, it's like warning sound effects and stuff. So it, it really lets you know. It's hard hard to miss. But so the thing is, like I think some operators and stuff. There's a basically there's a switch when you slide the glass off that uh, opens up, so it knows the, the glass is off. So if that switch is not there, and you know an operator bye took bye it fingers. off or whatever, you're not going to get this warning, and you're not going to know. So <laughs> be careful. Be careful. That's our public service announcement for the more you know for Doctor Who. Uh, what's next? So that's toys. Display and lighting. So the display is uh, we're looking at it here. Uh, standard dot matrix, upgradable to color DMD, as almost all dot matrix displays are. Um, I think it's good, especially especially in color. Uh, what really stood out is all the so it's got all the different doctors in there when you're doing the video mode. So there's a video mode where you spending a lot of time looking at the screen. It's got a, some cool uh, renderings of the Doctor Who logo, and they kind of zoom in. Um, trying to think of other... Oh, what's cool is when... So when you have the the mini play field up, it puts the three Daleks on the screen, and when you shoot the shot, it, it blows them up on the screen too. So there's good integration of um, the play field action and the, the, the screen up above. Um, I think it, for the for the time it it's one of the best. It, yeah, it definitely is. I mean, it's got a video mode too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a good display. Yeah, good display, well done, uh, well executed. Uh, the the lighting is actually really good on this game, and that's why I uh, got the um, the LED OCD because it's got lots of good fading effects uh, that kind of slowly uh, pulls up and down in the back box too. And I didn't want to lose that because sometimes when you, if you if you're not familiar with it, when you put LEDs in a machine, they have two states: they have on and off. Whereas incandescence, uh, the standard bulbs, they they take a little time to warm up to full brightness. So when when they turn on, it takes a little time for them to transition from off to on. So you get slow fading effects. Which, uh, if you switch to just uh, LEDs, sometimes you can lose that depending on how the game is lit or and how it's programmed. So this is this game. I wanted to keep that. So there's a board you can get called an LED OCD board that that kind of tricks the LEDs into doing these fades, um, and it does a really good job. And I, you know, I think um, for the time, it's got one of the best light shows. Um, really cool effects. Uh, the like I mentioned before, the back box has all sorts of different bulbs that blink and and uh, flashers all over the place. So um, really good light show. I like it a lot. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Good for the time, especially when you put that in context. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, gameplay. So let's talk about gameplay. Gameplay is how we we shoot the game. Uh, Nick, why don't you why don't you uh, take away on gameplay? I've been talking a lot. Well, if I had to describe this game to somebody and they're familiar with pinball, I say, look, it's it's kind of it's kind of the pinball layout, kind of not exactly, but you there's elements of of pinball in this game, uh, but it also has you know some design differences such as the flipper on the left side so that's the, the the upper flipper on the left side is is really nice because you can get into these these kind of loops and they feel really good that's a sonic boom thing i think kevin you really got to get your game dialed in right otherwise it can make that a more miserable or or an easier experience but i, I think one of the most satisfying things about the game is and, and a way to approach it is is hitting that upper loop and just comboing and hitting it over again extremely satisfying kind of rhythmic you're in the flow in the zone element of the game and then if you choose to play or playing it other ways or ignoring that or just going for other objectives you've got this kind of wide open play field at least everything's kind of far back with the um god i just said what the thing's called the time expander the time expander that's way back there right kind of pounding pounding on it hitting it trying to open it up and then you're you're then you're hitting specific kind of targeted shots to get it into the daleks um so it, it's got kind of for you know it's not a wide body game but it, it's got a lot going on in gameplay i think it just shoots really well it's a smartly designed game it takes i think maybe some of the interesting good things about pinbot and and makes it better in, in my opinion it gets rid of maybe some of the bad elements um it's also got lightning flippers on it so it's 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 a challenging game it's not a necessarily a long ball game um so it's it's tough game it's a challenging game it's got some flow it's got the other elements of coming back to you after you hit the time expander i think it's really good it's it's it kind of accomplishes a lot of things to it like you know typically a game might be flow or non-flow this kind of has a little bit of both going on which is cool yeah you can get like awesome combos going or you can do a little more uh more dangerous play where you're shooting at the time expander and trying to go for the multi-ball or uh, taking a shot through the orbit, trying to get the video mode, and maybe it goes in, and maybe it comes out, and puts you in danger. Um, one thing that I want to mention on the the playfield layout is the uh, the so the when you shoot the the upper loop, it can do two things. It can either come to the left flipper, or there's a diverter on the on the ramp That's right. that'll feed it to the upper flipper. So what we're once you get once you start shooting that upper flipper shot, it'll keep feeding the upper flipper shot until you get ten. Uh, upper flipper loop combos and then that's when you get your psionic boom and then it's going to put you into the the who combo where it'll drop it down to the left uh left flipper the lower left flipper you can shoot it up the right ramp shoot it uh to the far left shot the h shot and then you shoot the o shot the the upper yeah. upper side and ramp for it's some nice combos and flow like when you get in the flow of this game and you're grooving it's a really good feeling yeah so you can you um the you can also just do who combos so if you if you start before you shoot the far left shot kind of behind the upper flipper there if you shoot the right ramp that'll put you into combo mode so it's gonna instead of feeding the upper flipper it's gonna send it to the the lower left flipper so you can keep hitting the the three big combo as much as you can and there's a good way to build up value there too so um that's it i think you know you got your pop bumpers in the back left the plunge kind of goes into the the tardis or the tardis and feeds your right flipper so it doesn't shoot it to the back of the game it shoots it right to your flipper so you can start uh taking shots right away so really interesting fun layout on this game i like it a lot 
Um, so let's let's jump into the the gameplay, and I think this is a game where, where this game really shines. So it's not uh, like a, a mode based game; it's definitely a score based game. Talk um, about rules or gameplay? Uh, rules. Okay. So yeah, let's talk about rules. Uh, we just gameplay was the the play field layout. So uh, rules. Um, yeah. So let me show you the. Where is it? So before you plunge, it's going to give you a chance, an opportunity to select one of your doctors, which is number one through seven on the back box underneath the, the DMD. Each one of them will have a, uh, a different perk that you can start out with. And eventually, as you play, if, you, if you're playing well, you can collect up to all seven doctors. So um, Doctor Seven, for example, uh, when you're trying to shoot the, the, um, the grid of uh, lights in front of the time expander, when you, if you have Doctor Seven selected, then you only have to shoot. The, it gives you like two or three shots every time you, uh, every take time you take one shot. So it's going to fill up that grid a lot faster. So if you're going for multi ball, he's your guy. But um, before you have two balls locked, it doesn't really make sense to have him going because um, he doesn't benefit you until that bank of targets is raised up and you're able to uh, start bashing those targets. So maybe you start with uh, Doctor Six. Doctor Six takes your playfield multiplier. So every time you hit that upper loop the uh the side ramp there every time you hit the side ramp it's gonna increase you so if you see if you're looking at the um play field on the on the stream there's a, a grid of lights kind of to the in an arrow pointing to the side ramp and like it's 1.5x 2x all the way up to 4x so if you have dr six selected every time you hit that side ramp it's going to award you two lights instead of one so it's going to go up 1x instead of a half x and then it's going to hold that longer so it counts down if you haven't made the, the side ramp shot in a while. The the multiplier starts to time out. So not only does it build up faster, it lasts longer. So I tend I tend to start with Doctor Six. Um and the the other doctors do other various things. Doctor One helps you on your video mode, and other doctors help you do other things like transmat other doctors or just give you more points for shots, things like that. So um there's a lot of interesting scoring strategy in this game it was kind of like game of thrones or or pirates of the caribbean before those games existed it is the first first game of that i can think of that has has that kind of uh decision making to do before you even start plunging the ball so uh i just want to address a question in chat so obi drunk kenobi says how do you feel about swapping those lightning flippers to the original intended full length flippers so I don't know too much about this. I, I, I vaguely remember, I guess the game was originally designed with normal flippers and they, they switched them at some point. The story that I'm recalling, I don't know if this is true, right or not, but the, especially when it came to international play, they wanted, a, the games were taking too long. So the lightning flippers were a way to reduce ball times, keep the money coming in. So uh, a lot of times you'd see um, mods like that or, or, uh, changes like that for manufacturers after they got a game on location and got feedback from operators. Um, I personally like it with the lightning flippers. Um, I don't think it's, well, it's a game I've had in my collection for a long time. So I know how my specific game plays a lot. So I'm very familiar with it. I kind of know the bounces and how it's, how it flows and things like that. I know where the shots are. So I don't mind having the little extra challenge of the lightning flippers. Uh, mine actually did ship with, or I, when I bought it, it had the longer flippers on it, and then I swapped them out. So I've played it both ways, and I, I'm I'm fine with it the way it is like this. You can hit all your shots. It just makes it a little more challenging, a little harder to to slap save the ball and 
keep the ball in play, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I always um my default is like, well, well, what did what did the designer want on it, or what does the designer say? I mean, if Barry Alzer comes out and says, "Hey, look, this game should be played with normal flippers." I didn't design the game with lightning flippers. That's how it should be played. Then there's something to it. You know, normally I would say if somebody takes a game and they put normal flippers on it and it's and it was designed for lightning flippers, then you're cheating, right? You you do what you want with your game, but you're not playing that game anymore. You're playing something totally different. This is, a, I guess, a weird situation because i'm always familiar with this game of lightning flippers like that's how i think of this game i think of it as lightning flippers and i think most of the ones i've seen somebody pointed out every picture on pin side as lightning flippers that's what i know it as so this actually becomes into a weird thing i think um it's possible to justify using normal flippers on it and i wouldn't call you a cheater like i normally would it, again <laughs> if if barry alzer I, I wonder what he thinks about it somebody reached out to him he's on he's on uh he's on facebook and then share it with us in the discord or something I, i'm i'm it's really nice when you can ask the designer, what do you think, you know, you design it this way, this is but this is how it's shipping, or this is how it's mostly known or played as. What do you, what do you think? Yeah. Um, that, I, I'm always like how the artist intended, right? There's something there's something to be said about playing it in their their vision. Yeah, that's a, I took the the center post out of Hobbit because everybody at JJP, like Joe Katz and Eric Minnie yeah. are like, no Good. center post. Take the center post out. This game that game doesn't need a center post, post at all, so. at all. There's no center post. Center post is like a a, a, a a handicap accessibility. Like it's like oh, you'd be fucked up, and this game needs a center post. Yeah, I wonder if it's more if it was like four locations because there's so many times you're shooting those center ramps, and if the game isn't set up right, it's gonna just shoot it right down the middle if you like do a half shot up the center ramp. So I wonder if it was if you know whoever well, made I mean, that call who knows what the hell was Joe like, Balser was doing. Yeah, put that in there. <laughs> let's, let's put that in there and whatever. But uh yeah but again it's like set your games up however you want you know if you want to start out with standard size flippers on doctor who and then after a while you're like oh i'm getting pretty good at this let's swap them out and try the try the lightning flippers and see how you like it then you know it's your game play yeah. it how you want yeah i can always see going down and making a game harder right like i i, I respect that oh the game's too easy i'm gonna make it harder i i i when somebody's swapping out and making it easier i'm, I'm a jerk and i say you're cheating and you tell them they have baby games and I tell them they have baby games, and I shame them a little bit. <laughs> That's right. A little, little, Stop little, being a baby. A get better. All right? I don't care if you're miserable playing your fucking game that you spent $7,000 on. You're going to fucking play it, and you're going to get better and stop complaining. And you'll thank me one day if you don't sell the game and get upset. You're welcome. <laughs> thank, thank you, Nick. All right. Uh, let, <laughs> let's finish up the rules. I'd make a good parent. You would. You would. Um, so there's, I consider there are three main ways to attack this game, rules-wise. You can... You're, you're going for score anyway, uh, but there's three kind of scoring strategies you can go for. You can go for loops. You can loop all day. Loops with the, the who combo to kind of, once you get 10, your play field multiplier up and you get the 10, 10 loops, then you, you hit the who combo and get like 120 million points. It's great. Great feeling. Good way to approach the game. Um, I, remember, I always remember you telling me like when you first played this in a tournament, somebody told you to just go video mold all day, which is another uh valid strategy especially if you get your multiplier up because multiplier applies to video mode as well yeah i mean this game I, you got to give a lot of credit to the software especially you know again framing things as time it's it's like revolutionary right this is the first game that i'm aware of that lets you like modify the game by choosing like a different character or setup um maybe there, maybe there's another one that exists but i don't think so i mean we see this reiterated in you know game of thrones and then of course pirates of the caribbean which you know Keith took it to the next level made it amazing but like 
this was like a revolutionary idea. I can change the way the games, the rules are, modify the rules or get perker benefit by choosing a different character. Um, fantastic. I mean, way ahead of its time. And, and what's really good about the rules is that there's not just one way to approach it. It makes it a very interesting um, tournament game. You always kind of got to think, how do I want to play this? Am I feeling like, Am I am I feeling like I can I I can I'm in a rhythm and I can hit combos all day? Then you focus on the the booms and stuff like that. Do I want to try maybe the longer play, which is maybe arguably safer and going through the video mode because I got the video mode memorized, right? Do I want to play it that way or do I want to go the time expander multi ball? So, um, do I want to try to get my multiplier way up before I go to multi ball or just grab do a quick grab and go and just try to get some points on the board? Uh, that's fantastic. And a lot of games at the time aren't like that, right? You know, it's a lot more linear and basic. So this game was, I think, just just way ahead of its time in, in many ways and deserves that acknowledgement um, to the point where we're, we're, we're kind of using some of these like base layer rules today. Yeah, and that, that's the third way to approach this game. So you got your your combos, your your root ramps, you've got your your video mode, and the third is your uh, your multi ball. You want to go for multi ball. It's dangerous to, to shoot that stand up bank, but if you got Doctor Seven, he helps you out with that. Um, and if again, if you get your playfield multiplier up, it applies to the the scoring on your jackpots. So uh, you can get huge points doing it there. And then there's also that's like you can get to battle Davros. So if you want to like play through the story of the game, that's where you want to focus. It's, so it you, does have a wizard mode, right? You'd say that. I guess, and, uh, yeah. Like the 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 Davros battle is like the wizard mode, but it's just you know yeah. getting getting enough multi ball jackpots. There's not there's not modes in it to get through. Uh, that's right. And that's I've never done that. Like I've never gotten all oh. the way through because it gets really hard. Um, so it's it's got longevity. There's still something in there I haven't done. Um, it's it stays in my collection for uh, for for that purpose. It's just a it's just a fun scoring game. Uh, versus a mode-based game um the theme is fun i'm not a huge doctor who fan but i can appreciate it, it, it the theme integration in the game i think they did a good job all around it and bringing it in so um i think i gave the score first last time why don't we want to have nick do the the first score here sure yeah this um my inclination is to give it an eight um maybe an 8.5 right so i uh it's it's hard. I mean for the time yeah for the time this is just a really impressive game I think it's still priced at a great deal of you know three thousand to thirty five hundred if you can pick it up um, it's challenging there's multiple ways to play it it's got really good theme integration uh, it's hard to really slag it on anything I mean we've talked about some of the limitations with the sound backlash is not that great but it's just really it's really good and I'm not super into these you know um, 90s games when i think you get get something better today with today's technology and, and stuff but but man this game gets deserves a lot of credit so i'm gonna be a little conservative and say eight but at 8.5 is not out of the realm and it's definitely one that if somebody was saying hey i'm thinking about getting a doctor who i would i would say look go for it i i don't see how you can go wrong off doctor who the, you can get one for a good price it's a great game it'll make it's it's challenging multiple ways to approach it I think that I'd give it a little higher if it had more, more, it's funny to say modern rules, because I, I think, again, in some ways it was ahead of time, but if it had like layers of like wizard mode and a little bit more, right, that would, that would pump it up more, you know, if the digital sound quality, you know, if this game came out a couple years after when it was released, the sound would have been better, right? So there's, there's some things that just hold it back from kind of getting a higher rating, but a, a very, very, very solid eight. Um, and, and a game I certainly recommend to people. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, this game for the uh, for the, it's one of the last remaining real bang for your buck games. I think um, that's actually good. You can get you can get DMD games for like uh, Street Fighter Two for probably fifteen hundred bucks still, but there's a reason why, right? Because <laughs> that game is not fun. Garbage. Uh, uh, this is a great game that you still get for a reasonable price, reasonable in, you know, quote unquote pinball terms. Um, I was thinking a little less, I was, I would probably put a seven on this. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Just, just, you know, you got to put a number on it and that's where, yeah. where my gut was. Right? Don't overthinking it. Yeah. yeah. So my, I, I go gut with the numbers mm-hmm. after I talk and you can kind of suss out how we feel about the game. We talk about and spend, you know, 30 minutes talking about everything else individually. Did we talk about the topper that Donnie mentioned the topper? Oh, we didn't. And, and I can't believe this would have been I took a, a picture huge, of it too. this would have been the worst review ever if we didn't talk about the topper. <laughs> All right. Let's that's another huge element. Uh, here, I got a picture. Where is it? There he is. So there's a Dalek topper. I think I, I think I mentioned it uh that it taunts you when you get the multi-ball lid he starts yelling at you and it lights up and um this is one of the the really neat features of the comet upgrade kit was it um so there's usually just like four standard bulbs that sit in front of it just behind there's a decal in the front and we got um the leds where you can point it up at the the dalek so not only does he light up really cool but there's this reflective paper in the back that kind of makes it look like a star field in there it's really really a cool effect and uh, so the first hundred games of this that got released actually have a moving dalek topper so it was designed to turn back and forth when it talks and so you'll see some of the prototype games out there early production run games with the moving topper um there have been a few add-on kits that you can modify the existing uh dalek if you've got one that doesn't move because um, the software is still in the game to, to make it turn. You just need to have the right hardware in there. And, you, you know, the, the places where you plug it in on the on the motherboard are still in there. So um, you can upgrade it. It's very cool. One of the uh, one of the first really cool toppers, I think. Uh, and, you know, it does its yeah. job of, of drawing attention at the arcade, right? Yeah, this game was impressive for its time. You know, I don't think it gets enough credit sometimes. And it's only when we start talking about it, it's like, man, you know, the, the rules were innovative. And, and the topper was like one of the best toppers. I mean, this might have been the, the best topper to date when it came out. Yeah. So, yeah, they kind of they kind of crushed it with this game. I am, I don't know, Kevin, I'm a, I'm a little surprised, like a little bit, not, not a ton. I, I mean, I get, I'm a little surprised, though, that we've not seen another Doctor Who from a company because Doctor Who is, is you know, it has a it has a good amount of popularity to it, right? It's got it's been it's been such a long running running series. It's still it's still current. But there's also the nostalgia. I, I I'm surprised we haven't seen another one. Yeah. I think that'd be a good theme to redo. I feel like if uh, properties like Rick and Morty can get a uh, theme uh, a machine these days, then you know certainly something with the heritage of uh, of Doctor Who can. It's, it kind of checks all the boxes that pinball licensors look for it's it's sci-fi it's got nostalgia it's it's also got you know modern connections so if you look at games like like uh walking dead or deadpool those are more modern takes but you know deadpool also has a long history too so um yeah i'd be you know and there's all these other doctors that you know this was based on the first seven doctors there have been a whole run of new shows with new doctors that you could bring in that uh kind of take it to the next level yeah i think i think we're due Right, I'd love to see again. I like. I'm hoping you know Stern or even I mean if JJP made that would be. Yeah, I think because there's a lot of there's a lot of content in Doctor Who where you can kind of you you kind of have a lot of leeway in 
what you want to do with the machine. There's so many episodes, so many kind of crazy sci-fi things in there that you can you can have a lot of fun with it and make some really boys too. And that, that was here's one. We gave our numbers, but there's other stuff I want to talk about. So the uh, um, this game was the the story of this game is it was designed to be its own independent episode of the show. So it's not like based on an episode. Yeah, I remember reading right. the design documents about it and they approached it like, all right, let's write our own episode of Doctor Who that goes in this pinball machine and it has to do with the doctor or the 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 master and the time expander and all that stuff. Um, yeah, they created all of this cool stuff just for this uh, pinball machine. So really, really neat. A uh, lot of cool thought behind this game and uh, really well executed. So great, check it great. out. Uh, if you see some on location, drop a quarter in it. If you find one for sale and you it tickles your fancy, definitely Nick and I would both recommend adding this to your collection. All right. All right. So before we get to the the the, the number one part of the show, Top or Topic with Warren, let's uh, say goodbye for the, for the month. Follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube if you want to see old uh, uh, archives of our content. Or sometimes we do exclusive uh, videos there, like our game room tours, or uh, I did some some item reviews. I want to do my P3 uh, in-depth video. That's going to be the next YouTube video, I think. So I P3 between the sheets? Yeah, that's right. Me, me and the P3. <laughs> Under the covers with the P3. Yeah, I like it. All right. Um, we're also on uh, Discord. You can follow us on Discord if you want to get in and share some haikus. Email us, talkpinball at gmail.com. If you want to support the channel, we got a PayPal. You can also follow and sub the Twitch channel. Uh, if you have Prime, you can do so at no extra charge. Uh, help support us. We have the most number of subscribers we've ever had right now, which is outstanding. So thank you, guys. Uh, and you can drop a review uh, on your Apple iTunes or whatever podcast platform you listen to us on and, and share us with a friend. All right? All right. Nick, any, any parting words for the month? No, just uh, like I said at the top of the show, looking forward to getting together and, and playing pinball in person. So uh, that's you're going to see in the next month. So I can't wait. Yep, I look forward to bringing you guys some uh, first impressions, some year late first impressions of Avengers after I finally get to play it next week. Really looking forward. Can't, to that. can't wait to start swearing again and playing pinball and slapping lockdown bars and just and then going over to Kevin's and examining all his pinball machines for cracks and defects. <laughs> I'll get a picture of it when it happens. All right, yeah. guys, have a good month. We'll see you next time. It's Topper Talk with Gorin right now. Let's all have some fun. This is about plastic on top of your pin. Go and buy one now. There's a topper here and a topper there. Here a topper, there a topper, everywhere a topper. It's critical to the gameplay experience. You must buy one now. It's your monthly fill of toppers right now. Topper Talk with Gorin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Topper Talk with Gorin, the part of the podcast where Kevin and Nick give me about three to five minutes to talk about everything happening in the very active and profitable Topper community. Today, we'll be talking about the Topper that really started it all for me, and that's the Beatles Topper by Stern Pinball. So let's head over to the computer and talk about that now. Okay, so let's dive into the Beatles Topper by Stern Pinball. This is the official... Um, image uh, from Stern of the Beatles topper. Uh, the MSRP of the topper was originally $400 or $399 to be exact. Uh, and now you see them being resold for ridiculous prices. Um, 
you know, $400 is still pretty expensive for an accessory that goes on top of your pinball machine. But when you look at the way that pinball prices are going, it actually seems like $400 is a steal, although it's still expensive and I fully recognize that. Um, uh, Beatles Topper doesn't contain too much. It's uh, got a nice back piece of plastic, but it's in a thick housing. Um, and then you have the four Beatles heads that are on sort of springs. They pop out a bit. You got your Beatles bass drum and then uh, Beatlemania at the bottom. I actually got a Beatles Topper. It was very hard to get. Um, it took a while. They remade them luckily about a year ago and I bought mine for Modern Pinball for $400. Uh, here are photos after I unboxed it. Uh, you got a nice little mounting plate here. You can see more of this housing there. Uh, it was really easy to install, probably took me 10 minutes or so. Um, no issues out of the box. And then here's a brief little video I took of it. You got some nice lighting effects. And I do really enjoy the topper. It's expensive, it's plastic, I get it. Um, but uh, it really fits overall with the theme of the game. It doesn't, you know, look ridiculous on top of the machine. Uh, the different um, uh, beetles will light up depending on uh, different achievements inside of the game. And the other cool thing that I really like about the uh, topper is that inside of the game, there's a Beatlemania a rule set that basically gives you a mystery award to an extent uh, by shooting the loops, but you never know how close you are to collecting Beatlemania. And you can now see that on the topper. You can see how many letters you've collected. They'll light up. Uh, the other cool thing is that they programmed in some uh, date-specific things into the Beatles. So I think when uh, it's a certain Beatles birthday, their head will light up more often in attract mode. It's just a really cool extra thing to go on top of your machine that really ties the theme together. So that's my position on the Beatles topper by Stern Pinball. I hope you enjoyed today's Topper Talk with Gorin. Tune in to the next podcast for another episode. And as always, get out there and buy a topper. Thank you so much for coming to my Topper Talk.